Hi, and welcome to the Future of Work podcast series. I'm Jules Campbell, Head of Business Development for our Global Employment Group, and I'm really pleased to be joined today by Emma Rossler, Partner and Regional Head of our EMEA Employment Practice. In our first podcast of the series, we're going to talk about the rise of workforce activism following our recent report on the future of work, and in particular, what is driving this force of change and what can we expect in the future. To briefly summarise, the future of work is based on a unique global client survey of around 400 senior leadership executives with more than 1,000 employees. The findings highlight that across all sectors and geographies, workers are becoming more vocal in articulating their views about the workplace, their employers and wider social issues, giving rise to new reputational risks. But such activism could also be a force for good. So, Emma, welcome. Thank you, Jules. What is driving this this unprecedented change? Well, interestingly, our survey reveals that the main triggers for activism in the next five years are no longer going to be simply pay inequalities, as were traditionally the case. Instead, um, we're seeing that concerns around the digital age, surveillance and environmental, political and social issues are going to be the key triggers. So whilst activism can take many forms, digital technology and social media have provided a convenient way for workers now to express their views very quickly and have a global reach and impact. And they can compare their experiences with others and mobilize a response very quickly. So our report looks at some of the recent instances that confirm the power of social media, such as the experience of Wayfair, the Me Too campaign, Airbus, uh, UPS and Rugby Australia, to name just a few of the high profile examples from around the world. Now that's really interesting. Given the changing makeup of workforces, can these changes be said to be the same for permanent and casual employees? Interestingly, employers see just as much potential, if not more, um, for, uh, as in terms of risk from casual workers as permanent employees. So almost 80% of employers expect to see an increase in activism amongst casual workers in the future. And it's crucial, therefore, that employers don't forget about their casual workforce and concentrate on the permanent employees. In this context, it's important to note that only 45% of organisations currently have a forum established for casual workers to express their views, compared to nearly 80% for permanent employees. So there's a real gap in the current ability to be represented. And if the risk is rising, it makes sense to give both sections of the workforce a voice. So we've heard a lot about gig economy and those casual workers forming a larger percentage of workforces in recent times. Is legislation in line with the changing workforce needs? Well, legislation is evolving and developing to changing workforce needs. For example, changes to the data protection legislation, the GDPR regime, Um, This in Europe has empowered individuals and enabled the workforce to access more information than ever before. The introduction of legislation to protect whistleblowers has been strengthened in many jurisdictions throughout the world, especially after the the last year's uh, European Whistleblowing Directive. The extension of the senior managers or approved persons regimes in the UK, Hong Kong and Australia have also had an impact. And the Privacy and Electronic Communications Directive are all consistent with legislation adapting to the changing employer-employee dynamic. Mm. But of course the pace of change and degree of adoption varies across the regions. For instance, in the common law jurisdictions, legislation largely relies on case law, 
for example, the status of the gig economy workers. And these changes, nevertheless, are consistent with the theme of stakeholder capitalism. So triggers of activism do differ across regions, and ultimately the way in which activism manifests itself at a country level is often cultural-specific. Emma, what is this picture across different jurisdictions, and how does this impact global organisations' ability to meet the needs of their workforce and commercial goals? Well, it's a good question, and essentially global organisations need to think globally. International corporates will have to be mindful of when implementing changes across borders. For example, a higher number of corporates in Australia think that there will be an increase in casual worker activism compared with those in Europe and the UK. And this may well be connected to the fact that nearly 60% of respondents in the mining sector, an important employer in Australia, expect to see a significant increase in casual worker activism in the future. However, employers need to be aware that through social media, employee grievances that were once private or dealt with in a limited forum can now rapidly become globally public at the touch of a button. Respondents, for example, say that workforce activism could cost them up to 25% of global revenue per year, and 55% see workforce actions as potentially giving rise to a reputational risk, significant reputational risk for the business. Employers need to adopt an entirely new mindset. They need to develop new ways to engage with their workforce across all of the regions, taking into account cultural differences, and be more proactive and transparent. Well, that's all for today's podcast. Thanks for listening. And thank you, Emma, for joining me today. Join us again when we talk about the digitisation of work and Asia and Australia perspectives. In the meantime, download a report via hsf.com slash future of work. Alternatively, you can contact me by email via jules.campbell at hsf.com.